What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, friends, and welcome to the Papaya Podcast. I'm your hostess, Tran Hermostis, Sarah Nicole, and each week I'm going to be dishing out some sweetness mixed in with some seeds of wisdom or something like that. So get ready to get inspired, get candid, get real, because we are all in this digital space together. I'm so excited. We have my friend Meredith Shaw back to the show today. And the last time you were on, it was a couple years ago. We talked yeah. a lot about your career and how scrappy you were getting <laughs> into the place you were of like plus size styling. And in the last two years, that conversation, I mean, just times it by a thousand. So much more has happened. So why don't you give a little quick introduction, a reintroduction to Meredith Shaw today. Oh gosh. Well, thanks. Thanks for having me on. I'm again. your biggest I love fan. Your, you know I am. I love your podcast. <laughs> and so being on it the first time was a real, a real honor. You just talk to people so well. You know what I mean? Oh, you just bring out the best in yeah. everybody that you have on. So I appreciate that so much. Yeah, I'm the new co-host of Breakfast Television. And <laughs> for people who are like listening in the US and beyond and stuff, like, yeah, I mean, it's it's like the, the Today Show or that kind of thing. It's like our biggest is Canada's number one yeah. morning show. And, yeah. and I now hold the female co-host spot that's been held three times before me. That's it. It's quite a legacy to join. And mm. I, I don't know. I just got kind of, I kind of, I still can't believe it. I'm, I'm two and a bit months into the gig and mm -hmm. it's the best. It's the oh. best. And it has shown me. And hopefully if you're listening right now, this will be added proof that you're, what you're doing right now, no matter what it is, matters in what you will mm. eventually do. Like those pieces add up, even if they don't feel like they are, the fact that you are showing up in whatever it is that you're doing, as long as you're following what you love, I think the rest of the world sort of unfolds as it should. And this has been proof of that because all the different things that I was doing before this, it really were preparing me for this, this role because you have yeah. to be so multitasky, multi-focused. Yes. That's really the skill of, of this job in particular. Mm -hmm. And so even if, I don't know, even if what you're doing right now doesn't feel like it's leading you somewhere. It It is both, I think, probably in the positive and maybe the negative way, like what you're doing right now really matters. So yeah, it, it's oh. been, it's been unreal. 
You know, I thought about you coming on today and I was like, I wonder what she would love to share. Like, what is it? What is her message now that she's at this point? Because it can be very easy to look at somebody when they're at the top of their game and sort of be like, yes, all that stuff made sense before. It's really weird to be in the spot where it's not all making sense yet, where you're sort of like in the grind. And I like, let's be clear and just sort of give a snapshot. You went into radio hosting, you were doing on TV styling, guest hosting, and you actually helped with your partner. You did a cooking show over COVID. So you had so many multifacets that were happening all at once. But what I watched you do time and time again was I actually don't know entirely what I'm doing, but I'm going to keep doing it. And I think that this is something we've had a big conversation about lately is there's this notion that women especially have to look like they've got it all together and they know what they're doing. And in every realm of your life, whether it's like as a first time mom, that all these instincts are going to just naturally arise or that first podcast episode, it's going to be flawless and it's going to get the downloads and it's going to take you places or that first Instagram post or that first time you write that thing, whatever that thing is, I think we, we enter thinking we're going to go into it with all of the answers and all of the knowledge and knowing all of the things. And what you shared with us last time was just sort of like, you didn't know what was going on. You didn't know how to do everything, but you kept showing up and figuring it out along the way. And now, I mean, I would love to hear the story of how this happened because it was interesting time in Canada because, and, and, you know, I knew something was up in your life. I knew something (laughs) was up and I was like, you had retired, you had, you know, announced that you're retiring out of radio. And there was two open seats in Canadian television. There was the social and there was breakfast television. And I was like, it was interesting when they were talking about the new host that would be coming on the social. And everyone's like, I hope it's Meredith Shaw. I hope it's Meredith Shaw. And I'm like, are you the new host of the social? Like, what is happening? And and you're like, I can't, I can't say anything. So I was like, this is so confusing. Where is she going? Is she getting her own show? Is something happening? But breakfast television is absolutely huge. I mean, it's it, like you said, it's the biggest morning show in Canada. It's what I watch. I don't have cable. So I go to my parents' house with coffee in the morning and we watch breakfast television. It's like a big part of a lot of Canadians start of their day. You don't need to have it's cable. Iconic. You don't need to have cable, Sarah. You can stream it on YouTube. You can stream it on TikTok. <laughs> Good to know. On TikTok, you can stream it? Yeah. Yeah. We go live on TikTok. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So tell me what the process was and how, if for however much you're allowed to share on how it came to be that you became the breakfast television host. Had you ever hosted it before? Like, had you co-hosted it like as like a guest host or anything? No, I mean, I mean, not to get too in the weeds about it, but I was at a different network, right? I mean, yeah. the, the shows that I was a part of before both radio and television, that was Bell Media. This is now Rogers. So mm-hmm. those are those are two different teams. Yeah, very. Uh, yeah. So I, I hadn't done anything over on, on the Rogers side uh, yeah. at all. I mean, I yeah. had a lot of friends in the in the business, but I hadn't done anything work-related on, on that network. So it, w- it was, a look, it, w- it was shocking when the host who, Adina, who was hosting yeah. the show for 16 years before me, it was, it was shocking when she announced she was going and I have such love and respect for her and actually, yeah. um, unbelievably, because I already thought I had the most love and respect I could possibly have for her. But in this process, Mm. I gained even more. What a class act. What a beautiful soul. I mean, even even as recent as a week and a bit ago, she texted me just with such support and saying that, you know, people are coming up to her and saying, you know, of course they miss her. They love, you know, they love what I'm doing on the show or really making it my own. And that's difficult when you, when you wake up with people, you get very close to them very, very quickly. So it's been 
she's just the best. And that I, means a I lot to hear her though. my like, life so much. Yeah. yeah. It, it means a lot to hear that because I remember in the early days, there was a lot of comments around like missing Dina or that you were better. And like, there was this immediate thing that society does, which let's pit two women against each other. And I love the stories of like, let's pass the baton. And that's essentially what she did for you is like, she was, she was ready to retire out of the show. And I think uh, worst case scenario for her would, it would be a seat filled that she left a seat that she loved and left it. And, you know, people were not connecting with the new host. So the fact that you're an entirely different person, but you bring an entirely different breath to the show and that she is like, yeah, supportive. I think that means a lot to hear. And I think it's a good message for women everywhere. So I'm, I'm glad that you kind of had that experience too. Yeah. I mean, the, the whole process has been really overwhelmingly positive in that way. Cause I do mm-hmm. think what you were saying before that does happen, especially with hosts yeah. and new hosts and filling roles, but really that hasn't been a part of the conversation. There hasn't been mm-hmm. a lot of comparison. There hasn't been a lot of negativity. It really has felt, I don't know, like wholehearted, if that yeah. makes any sense. And that's yeah. been really a, a huge, a huge blessing. I, I, I don't take that lightly at all. Mm-hmm. So yeah, mm-hmm. but it, it was a long process. Yeah. It was a long process. Listen, I think we all know that the holidays, well, they can be a lot. They can leave you feeling drained, but maybe not this year. Maybe this year you can actually enjoy the holidays thanks to the gift of therapy from Talkspace. Because Talkspace offers both therapy and psychiatry from the comfort of a phone. You can reach out to your provider anytime. It's like having a little mental health professional in your pocket. Whether you're at your in-laws, the office, traveling, taking care of your mental health has never been easier. And money is often tight at this time of year. But luckily, Talkspace is in network with most insurance plans, so you'll only pay a small copay. And it's okay if the holidays aren't so cheery for you. The days get shorter. Family can sometimes be stressful. Money can be stressful. Relationships can feel tension. Online therapy with Talkspace can help you feel better and get the tools you need to navigate this time of year with your mental health supported. With Talkspace, you don't have to wait to get an appointment or travel to an office. You're able to access your provider from the comfort of your device. With Talkspace, you can sign up online and get a personalized match with a provider who is right for you, typically within 48 hours. And like I said, there's no need to commute to appointments, miss time at work, or line up childcare in order to get to your sessions. It's mental health care made easy. And Talkspace can also help with specific challenges you might be facing. It's the number one online therapy platform with licensed therapists in over 150 specialties, including anxiety, depression, substance abuse, relationship issues, and so much more. Talkspace is secure and private using the latest end-to-end bank-grade encryption technology to store client information and be compliant with the latest HIPAA regulations. And as a listener of this podcast, you'll get $80 off your first month with Talkspace when you go to Talkspace.com papaya. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com papaya to get $80 off your first month and you're going to show support for the show. That's Talkspace.com papaya. Let's get back to the show and take care of yourself. Are you single and struggling with dating or in a long-term relationship and want to take that next step? Or maybe you've been together with your partner forever and you want to spice things up. We Met at Acme is a dating podcast for you. And I really hope you come check it out. 
I'm Lindsay Metzelar, and we have so much to talk about together. So check out We Met at Acme wherever you listen to podcasts. And I can't wait to meet you. Did you audition? Like, is it, was there an audition process? Like, how did that all work? And when, and when did you realize that like, this was going to like, when did you realize for you that you really wanted this? And what was it like when you found out it was you? Gosh, they approached me a long time ago and I knew there was something going on when I met Sid uh, yeah. because I just love Sid. Yeah. <laughs> That's my co-host Sid Sixero. Yeah. You know, and, and it's just, there's chemi- chemistry happens. You can make it happen. If you're a pro in this business, that's part of your job is to be able to create chemistry with people. Yeah. But there's also this beautiful moment that happens. Sometimes you're lucky enough to connect with a co-host that you just have chemistry with naturally. And that happened with Sid and I, and I think mm-hmm. we both felt it. Mm-hmm. And so the first time that we were on a set together, I, I think we both, had a feeling that this this would be really exciting to take mm-hmm. further. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was a long process of detail I can't get totally into. But yeah, you know, when you leave a network and join another one, there's lots of stuff that happens there, yeah, as you can yeah. imagine. And like you said, it was a strange time in Canadian media because there was opportunity, which yeah, there, there's there so much change. Of, yeah. Right. There it's a it's a business that sort of, you know, creates relationships with the audience and yeah. sticks with them. And yeah, that's genuinely a, in Canada, people are in their roles. Like you said, your last the last host was there for 16 years. That's very common yeah. in Canadian. And I think in media in general, because it is that like trust relationship. And I think there's like been such a an honoring of that in Canadian media. And also just like that, that hope for Canadian media too, right? We've seen it really struggle with the rise of people, you know, changing the way that they consume media. And so I think like knowing that this was such a shift for the show, but also how are we going to do this in a way that honors that, that Canadian trust, I guess, right? That trust with the audience and really honors it moving forward. And I, I've co-hosted Breakfast Elvin before. It is a Fun, fun place to be. It is an early ass morning though. How are you adjusting? <laughs> I was like, I, I was like, what is this world? I have never seen, you know, when you like drive into the city and it's 4.30 in the morning and you're yeah. like, wow, I've never seen quiet streets of Toronto. And then you're done and you walk out and you're like, wow, I'm done work for the day. It's like not even, yeah. like it was, it's in the morning and we're done. But I knew like I had to go to bed earlier. My, your life shifts a little bit too. So did, was that part of the consideration with taking on a role that was a morning show was how that was going to impact your life and, and your family and how you were going to make that work and how has it been working out for you? Well, first of all, Sarah, you did very well co-hosting Breakfast Television. Thanks, and I know fun. there is an open invitation for you to come back. So <laughs> yeah, um, Sid, Sid let's take a sick day. Happen. Sid, take a yeah. sick day. <laughs> right? We'll do some girl power in the I'll morning. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, please. Yeah, for sure. I mean, anytime you take on a new role and there's a, a, a major shift in hours. I mean, I was doing some morning radio before in Toronto. Mm-hmm, so I had, mm-hmm. you know, I'd see, I'd seen the threes <laughs> oh, before I'd yeah. seen those and I get up later. I live, I mean, luckily I'm, you know, I'm Toronto born and raised. I live downtown. I live yeah. close to the studio. So that, that all those little details make a big difference. Every minute counts that early in the morning. And so I've got it down to pretty much a science, but it's, it's actually worked out okay for my family, which I was a bit mm. concerned of. We've got kids that are 13 and 11. Yeah. I'm a bonus mom and I've been with them since they were little. And 
you know, yeah, you think about that for sure. But now I can do afternoon pick up and different, like I, my, my schedule yeah. changes, but there's, there's bonuses that come out of that. So, so real, um, yeah. Yeah. And, and I think it's just focused our family in a little mm-hmm. bit. I mean, we get, you know, we're intentional about kind of going to bed and the kids think it's funny. Cause they're like, good night, Muffy. Like I'm, <laughs> I go to bed before them. <laughs> I do too. And uh, I don't get know. up that early. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm always the first in bed. My son yeah. now, he likes that. He likes to use the main floor TV. So if I'm up past like nine 30, he's like, are you thinking to be done soon? Like, aren't you feeling a little tired? I'm like, stop trying to take the television. Like they, they, they also yeah. love it. Cause it gives them a little bit of that, like, and that independence without it being like confined to their room, especially when they want to exactly. watch something. Right. So it can yeah. work out. It's a nice transition. A little alone time. And then it's fun. They've been on the show. And then of course my partner, who's an incredible chef, he's been on the show uh, a couple of times as well. And there's more coming up with him. So yeah, no, Love this it. show has been nothing but a gift to, to my family. Mm. And it really, people do use that term at workplaces in terms of family, but I, I really have stepped into a very warm environment yeah, with a lot of people rooting for me and, mm. you know, making sure I know what I'm doing. And, and I, I, yeah, it's, it's really fun. Oh, it <laughs> it's really happy. fun. There's a whole other part of this too, though. And that's that you have been a plus size model. You have also been a plus size stylist on other shows, but you have now brought plus size representation and being able to be a host without, I don't know if you find this, but like when you are somebody who is plus size or you talk in the body space, I think that becomes like what people talk to you about. How has it been to be able to talk about things beyond your body, but also being that plus size representation in mainstream media on people's televisions every day. And to be like, I have been loving like your weekly fits and how much people are just loving watching your styling of your yourself on the daily, as opposed to just like in a grouping or something like you've sort of always ha- been so stylish and known for that and known for like all, all of like that work you've done in styling, especially in extended sizing and really pushing for that in Canada, which has been, I mean, a tough one. We don't have as many options as, you know, the States and the rest of the world sometimes. And so that has, I was just thinking about that because I'm like, you know, a lot of times I've seen you on television, it is for plus size modeling, styling, or conversations around like when, you know, talking about certain world issues or topics around body conversations or size inclusivity. And now I'm like, oh, I feel like we're getting to know a whole other side of Meredith because now it's like you're there and you have that representation, but also we get to talk about things that are so beyond that and how much expertise you have in other areas and opinions and like what you bring to the table beyond that conversation too. So how has that been sort of like taking on things beyond the body? Yeah. I mean, I, I take pause because it's a couple different things for me. One, Mm. I think the idea that I am a size 16 and on daily national television is a big deal. And it's only a big deal because there isn't someone else my size in Canada on a daily show. Yes. Period. Yes. And so on the one hand, I think that's a big deal. And I think it deserves note. Yes. Uh, Because I know growing up, if I had seen someone like me on television, kind of just looking good and having fun Mm -hmm. and feeling 
all the and wearing the range things. of emotions, yes. wearing, wearing the things, showing up at award shows, interviewing celebrities, talking yes. about politics. Like yes. if I saw a full picture of that person in that body, I think that would have, I know that would have meant a lot to me. Yes. And so that excites me to be in a position where I might be able to do that for other people. Mm-hmm. At the same time, you're bang on. Am I there because of my body? Hell no. Yes. Is every conversation we have like at a, have anything to do with that? No. And so it's this real duality. And it's something that it's a, it's a mantra that I had been saying to myself, I mean, years ago, because it just sort of made sense to me when I was in that position of like, Mm -hmm. I want to be in front of this, but I don't want this to be my whole thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's this thing where I say, I am, and I am not my body because I am. And I'm proud of this body and it's taken me through. And my gosh, we have been in battle with each other. (laughs) Thank you, therapy. But I'm also not my body. And every conversation I have doesn't have to come back to it. I'm not Mm -hmm. there because of it. Mm -hmm. It matters what I wear, but it also doesn't matter what I wear. So I really exist in both spaces at the same time. And I think I I try to do that on the show every day. And I intentionally decided to keep a hold of my styling. There's a great Mm -hmm. styling team here. I have a lot of help in terms of steaming and picking up and dropping off. And so I'm certainly not doing, doing it myself, but I am selecting and choosing things myself because I thought it was important for me to keep a hold of that. Cause that's something Mm -hmm. I really feel like clothes and getting dressed. And the reason why I'm so interested in it is not because I'm a massive fashionista. It's because I like what it allows you to connect with people on. Mm-hmm. I feel like clothes, that's what it is to me. It's a, it's an approach. It's a connector. It's, um, and I, and I think that's important when you're waking up with people every morning. I think yeah. that, I think that's a part of it. And I wanted to stay in that conversation. So I take it very seriously and mm-hmm. I think about it. Mm-hmm. I put intention behind it. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of throw it out and walk on set and just talk and host a show, you know, yeah. it's both. I think that just brought me some clarity that I've looked for for a really long time that I am and I am not my body because there is, I think, especially when you've grown up in in spaces where you really haven't seen or heard a lot of conversations and you realize how important they are and they somehow you work through them yourself in a lot of ways or you figure out how to show up, but you realize that there's a lot of people still working through that yourself. And for me, I get a lot of comments like you kind of show your belly a lot. And I was like, you know why? Because nobody else is like there. there is a lot more, but now, but I didn't grow up with that. There's no, until there is normalization and, and saturation of that in mainstream everywhere. I have to keep doing it, even though for me, I have processed and worked through it a million times. And I know that there's so many, like we are more than our bodies. We're a million things more. And I will show those things too. It also feels so incredibly important to look back and say, why am I able to show up for all these other parts of my life? And a big part of that is because I've had conversations about my body to be able to release some of that shame, to be able to release some of that hold that has on you because people want to make it that like, it's all about your body and it's all women think about, but also it's something that's plugged into our psyche every single day. And if you don't value who you, if you get caught up on, you know, how your stomach looks in a dress or how you feel in something or, you know, your weight and what it does is it impacts your worth in every other facet of your life. (laughs) 
I'm so happy to say that today's episode is sponsored in part by Oak Essentials. And something I really love about Oak Essentials is it's very simplistic skincare. You're not going to have to go through looking at 40 different products to find the right one for you. It truly is a simplified process of finding exactly what you need for your skin. Launched in 2021 by the team behind Jenny Kane, which you've heard us talk about before, Oak Essentials is known for its simple approach to self-care. With a lineup of foundational skincare staples made with high-quality ingredients to create products that drive results. Oak Essentials aims to unlock healthy, glowing skin with decadent, hydrating ingredients that give you a luxe, dewy glow that we are all looking for these days, especially at this time of year. And Oak Essentials' approach to aging is centered on the idea of helping you look and feel beautiful and at your best at every age. And one of their star products is the Moisture Rich Balm. Let me tell you a little bit about this because this is a nutrient-rich balm that supports collagen production and delivers serious hydration for that luminous glow. So for daytime use, a very little goes a long way. You're gonna apply generously in the evening to lock in that moisture and that's gonna give you the definition of beauty sleep. And this balm will make you almost question if you even ever wanna wear makeup again. It's gonna give you that much of a glow. But what's in it exactly? Well, there's sea buckthorn fruit oil, there is organic cocoa seed butter, there's organic coconut oil. And while you can buy the Moisture Rich Balm on its own, it's also part of one of Oak Essentials' best-selling bundles for a simple start-to-finish skincare routine that is three steps, not to mention it makes the perfect gift for a skincare lover in your life. When you go and check out oakessentials.com, you're going to see such a gorgeous website outlined with very simplistic choices. It is not overwhelming. And this is coming from somebody who gets very overwhelmed with decision fatigue. So I think you're gonna love the experience over there. So this holiday season, get yourself or someone you love Oak Essentials. It's a go-to skincare brand for radiant and glowing skin. And my followers get 15% off their first order when they use code PAPAYA at checkout. That's 15% off your first order at O-A-K-E-S-S-E-N-T-I-A-L.com, promo code PAPAYA, oakessentials.com, promo code PAPAYA. Whether you're starting from scratch or filling in the gaps, Oak Essentials gives you one less thing to worry about. Treat yourself because you deserve it. Let's get back to the show. So you are and you are not your body because if you are impacted by how you're feeling about your body, how are you going to walk into work and ask for what your fair wages are? How are you going to know your worth within a relationship to make sure that you feel valued and respected? How are you going to move through the world if the buzz in your head is telling you that you've already failed? You already you have to do a million things before you deserve that vacation, before you deserve that wedding dress, before you deserve anything else. We do this to ourselves and I think it means a lot to see people who are putting in the work to show up and putting in the work to like go through those feelings, whether it's like loud or whether it's quiet and just the way they show up. I think I see it. I think about it every time I see somebody who will wear a tight dress with their belly showing because 17 year old me went to prom. I'm not going to cry. 17 year old me (laughs) went to prom and I've always had a really deep belly button. So even if I didn't have like a full belly at 17, I had a deep belly button. So I had what would be called a B shaped belly. And I duct taped my midsection 
So every time I'm in an outfit and I see my deep belly button showing through it, I'm still, there's part of me that's like feeling really held back by it. But then I push myself through because I'm like, I don't know, what if a 17 year old has a deep belly button and she sees this and maybe doesn't feel like it's the biggest deal in the world? What if she understands that like on the hardest days, it's totally okay if you need to wear something that makes you not think about it, but don't you dare think that you can't. And don't you dare think that like, all of this is going to hold you back from a big, beautiful life full of experiences. And I think watching you take up that space and then show who you are beyond the body, especially as somebody who's been such a leader in Canadian media, having conversations around these topics of inclusivity and diversity in, in fashion, to see you get to show up and be that without having to talk about it, but then also getting to talk about all the other things it's doing something. It's doing something for me. It's changing something in my psyche mm. because there is that fear of going on television because, you know, the camera ends, adds 10 pounds and how dare we possibly not look perfect at every angle at every moment. And to see somebody be like, I'm going to show up every single day. I'm going to have a fire outfit. I'm going to talk about today's topics. I'm going to do all these damn things. And I'm going to like, I'm going to be a family person. I'm going to do all that too. And I'm going to do it in this body. I think it means a lot to a lot of people. And I'm so glad that you have that duality because I think everyone wants it to be one or the other. And I think it's important to realize that like sometimes it's both, especially when you want to be somebody who is intentionally showing up and realizing the gravity of what that means to do it. And I know it means a ton to a lot of people. And I'm sure you're hearing a lot of feedback for it. Are you right now? I know a lot of people already followed you on social. So following you on BT was maybe not entirely different, but have you heard some of that feedback of like how much it's meant to people to have that representation? Yeah, I have. I really have. It comes back at me both in person and online. And I just, uh, I'm right in it with you. I mean, I feel, I feel it. I feel it for myself sort of as well. And it's not like we always have days where everything's feeling great. No. Like there are definitely moments where it's like, Ooh, okay. And we're going to go out there and it's like, but yeah, we are, we're going to go out there on TV and talk about all the things that matter to the city and the country. And, and that's, what's going to pull you out of whatever headspace that you're in. And I think that's the misnomer too, is that you get to a spot and you're all worked out with it and you've got sort of your toolkit and you can, glide over everything. Mm-hmm. And that's just not the case. You're going to have days. I mean, quite yeah. frankly, I sort of had one earlier today. You're going to have yeah. days where you're just not fully feeling like Meredith Shaw. Yes. <laughs> and, and, and the beauty of it, and everyone has that, the beauty of it is that you can not opt out. I think we so seek perfection for ourselves. And it's mm. such a reminder that your value and your worth is not tied to the perfect version you think of you have in your head. It really is tied to being honest and being present and being funny and being, you know, it's, it's tied to what you bring to the table. And we, when we're feeling a certain way and uh, we'll relate it to our body, but it could be related to whatever racket that is for you. I know we share the body thing. So we're Mm -hmm. talking body here, but it can be other things. When you get caught up in that racket, I think we remove ourselves from situations and that feels bad. You know, Mm -hmm. that doesn't feel good. And then our relationships suffer or other, or our job suffers or things don't work out. Mm -hmm. And so we take that to mean 
our body is bad when really mm-hmm. we took ourselves out of something. And mm-hmm. that's what has made it not work out. Mm-hmm. It's not what we're actually thinking is the problem. It's mm-hmm. the fact that the problem has made us leave, has made us get quiet, has made yes. us remove the experience. That doesn't feel good. And that is the tough part. And so the magic and the understanding that I've found is that leaning into that feeling is actually not going to feel good. How I will feel better is if I do it anyway. Yes. And I, I very quickly feel better. And this is not a me thing. This is a yeah. human thing. Yes. And so what we really feel bad about is the not being there. Mm-hmm. or the not having the conversation with our friend or our parent or taking the dog out for a walk or showing up to the big job interview or, or not going to the event it means how many people are going to be going to events this time of year. Mm-hmm. We think maybe that'll be the solution. It's not. It never yeah. is. Yeah, It never is. Yeah. Yeah. And it's tough. I think it's something that I've had to really discover through the process is like how much confidence has not been wrapped up in feeling has been so wrapped up in showing up and, and figuring it out and allowing yourself to feel vulnerable, but putting yourself in those spaces to see the world as it is as somebody who lost a hundred pounds very publicly I found it was very eye-opening that it didn't solve my life problems because I really thought that it did. I really thought Mm -hmm. that that would mean that I was always comfortable in my body and that I could, you know, go on vacations with ease and, and all of the, a life would just make sense. And the reality was that it allowed other people to sort of like validate me a little bit more. And maybe I could shop more places and I could fit into more sizes and, you know, the Pinterest fits finally fit me. But the anxiety it created around my body, having that much focus on the value of where who I was as a person, really stole a lot of experiences from me too. And it made me more and more of a recluse. So part of my process, especially in postpartum, as my body changed again and I gained more weight, was that what would it be if I just said yes to everything I was uncomfortable with? And I've done like painted my, I had my body painted with paint and laid down nude on a thing and like even the process of like showing somebody different your body and showing up online in the discomforts and showing people the things that like anything that I needed to talk about, any little shame pocket that was existing because you learned that it's not about what you look like, it's how you show up. And that is really, really hard when all we And I think about this all the time whenever I think about all the thoughts I'm having before going to like a water park, for instance, you think about Mm -hmm. all the things that other people are going to think about you. And then you get to the water park and you're like, I'm not thinking about these things about anybody else. In fact, all of our bodies look different. Why did I spend so much time in stress? And why did I almost not come here with my kids? Why did all of the, what other people who don't have any vested interest in my life, what they might potentially think hold me back from the people I love the most, from the things I value the most. And for the people who see me for me, I almost didn't do that thing with them for people I don't know. For people I don't know and for something that didn't happen. Or maybe it did. Who cares? If they have crappy thoughts in their head about you, what is that doing to your life? Nothing. And that is such a weird level of freedom is that people could have opinions about you, but the people that matter, I was just, I did a video recently because we were at this trip for Joanna in Mexico. And she mm-hmm. had this white party, which I had missed an email about, and I found out about it the day before. So I had Amazon primed myself a dress that <laughs> I didn't even put on until the day of the event. And then I realized I hadn't packed 
any nude underwear that was high rise. All I had was like a little stringy thong. And I was like, okay. So like the taped belly button story, like really let's bring that forward. Like my belly was very much in view in this white tight ass dress. And I posted about the fact that I was uncomfortable, but I showed up and I quickly realized that like nobody actually gave a crap and neither did I because I was actually just having fun and that the people that love me didn't really care if my belly was showing it. Like what they, they're like, we've already seen it on the internet. Like, what does it matter? Like it was, (laughs) it was not, it was just not a thing, right? It was just not a thing. And then when I posted about it, somebody said, why, but like, why would you choose to wear that if it's not flattering on you? And I responded and I was like, but it was the only thing I had to wear. So the choice was either go or not go. And in that case, F flattering, like what is flattering in the world of choices if you go or if you don't go? And I've lived too long and I've gone through too many things I've not done because of how I felt in an outfit or about my body that in the almost three years of just what would it be to say yes to the things that are uncomfortable? What my belly looked like in that dress was the bottom of the barrel on what happened that evening. It was a fun (laughs) ass night, right? So like that was not the, that was not the thing that should have made or break whether or not I showed up. And so I I think what you're saying is incredibly important because you're right. It is not a, we've, we've made it something so big because we've been shown these storylines of like, look how much life you gain, look how much confidence you gain, look how much you become when you shapeshift into an entirely new shape and form. And I'm somebody who lives through it and and it didn't work Mm -hmm. out. And you're somebody who shows up in it and every single day, even in the discomforts and even in the times that it doesn't feel the best. And even in knowing like, oh my gosh, I'm the only person on Canadian mainstream media right now that's a size 16. And, but like, look how much that actually doesn't matter. It matters and it doesn't. One million percent. It matters and it doesn't. And I think, I I think it's the hardest, easiest thing to do. And I think if you hold that, it really is like, Mm -hmm. it's so hard to be able to get to the point where you go to that white party in that dress. That is hard work. It's hard work. But then the actual doing of it is easy. And so if you can get into that space and then really try to remember what that feels like physically, how does that feel to be at ease with that experience? Mm -hmm. And it's going to be bumpy because you're going to have to, because we all have to learn how to do that because my goodness, we learned the opposite. We were- It's like exposure therapy. You got to do it again and again. Yeah. But it is, it really is. You're so right. And it's like, if you can remember that feeling and then, and then go toward it as much as you can. Yeah. I think that's all you can really do. I think, I think it seems maybe more dramatic when you're following people online, but I think for people's day-to-day life, it's just, just try it in a way that feels comfortable for you, figure out what that feels like, and then sort of move toward it, keep following it. And I think it'll get easier and easier and easier. And I think let's be real, as women, you're always going to be too much or never enough. And I think about Dolly Parton this week, as we saw her do the halftime show in a crop top and at 77. (laughs) And all I thought was like, oh gosh, we're going to have two weeks of like, what diet is Dolly on? And instead we got two weeks of people being like, who does she think she is wearing crop tops at 77? Like, that's not how you're supposed to look as a woman. And I thought, oh gosh, if she had gained five pounds, they would have made that the headline. If she had lost weight, they would have made that the headline. Her being in a crop top became the headline. It's like, 
what do you actually want from women? Because you're constantly sexualizing them. You're constantly making them not enough. And the second they rock a stage at 77, singing her little heart out. And if you've ever seen Dolly Live, which I have, it's a freaking honor and an experience to see her. And so for all of that to happen, and I'm like, you're going to reduce this to a crop top? Like, let's come on. You will always be, we will never hit the goalpost. We will never, ever get there in this society. So do whatever the hell you can to show up in this one precious life that you have with the opportunities that come your way, that you have earned, that you have worked through, that you have gotten yourself to. Why hold it back for all of these people's opinions that you would never ask advice from? That's one of my favorite quotes. It's like, don't ask, you would never take advice from people you wouldn't ask it from. So why are we, why are we listening to that? Why are we, why are we letting that be the gravity of our decision-making? Right. And so this went really deep for, wow, your represent, your representation on mainstream, but it it really, it really is that deep though too. Like it's, it's really that (laughs) light and it's really that deep. And I think it really makes a difference. And it's been so fun watching you rock this. And normally I would ask you like, what's next? And I feel like it's been really cool to see you're in a space where you're like this, this is what's happening now. And that's so yeah. cool. Yeah, this is what's happening. There'll be some fun other things coming, some fashion things coming. So if this, if that's a space you like me in, I, I will have some fun things on the, on the way. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this is what's next for sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I, yeah. I hope they'll have me for a while and there's so much, there's so much to do on the show. Yeah. There's so many people to have on the show. You know, that's the other thing. Being in this position and having been in the industry for many years, I don't take the position I'm in lightly. I really think about, okay, so now I'm in a position to have some influence and some say mm-hmm. on all kinds of things of the show. Yeah. And what can I bring to the table? And who can I put on the show and invite into this conversation and have conversations in a different way? You know, and yeah. that's that's the beauty of Breakfast Television is there's a real desire for honesty. There's a real mm. desire to represent the people that watch the show. So it's not like I'm introducing this idea, but, you know, we, we, just a quick example. We were talking about online shopping and having returns being no more free returns and this kind of thing. We were talking about oh, that. Oh, yeah. And one of the things that I brought up, because as soon as I heard that, I thought, well, you know, if you're someone who can't can't shop in a store because they decide I'm not going to put your yeah. sizes in the store and I'm already having to order a few different sizes because who knows what sizes anymore. And now you're charging me to return it. You're char- it just that part of the population has already been hit so hard with all this stuff. You're already changing the prices on things. Now you're going to hit us with another fee. Another fee. And so, but that perspective before a person in this size body sat on that Mm -hmm. couch would not have been on the show because no one else has that experience. So I start to think, okay, well, that's, that's a specific experience, you know, separate from my broadcasting ability. That's a specific experience that I bring. So who else from, you know, different walks of life, perspectives, abilities, everything can we have on the show so that a take that subtle can also be a part of the conversation. You know what I mean? And that's, Mm. that's the excitement of making this television show. That's what gets me really up and going every morning is that possibility. And I think we're just at the beginning of where we're going to go with that. Yeah. And I think you do such a good job at like being so open and graceful about those conversations because they can be tough and they can come off harsh sometimes and and you never do. And I think that that is truly like a skill of like your character and something that you do is like when you have conversation with people, it's almost like you're inviting them to listen. It's not a no, you're wrong. This is it. And it's like, what about 
this idea. And what we think about this, I've seen you do it time and time again, where you frame things in such a way that allows people to be invited in to listen instead of feeling like they're having to defend something that was a previous belief or or whatever it is. And I think that that's a, a really beautiful gift of yours and something I'm I'm really excited to see unfold more and more on the show. And for everyone listening, I'm I'm stoked for them to sort of they didn't originally listen to you on the show and everything you offered there. You have given us so much today, especially as you talk about, you know, what you're doing right now matters. And the fact that like that little subtle conversation that you brought to the table this week was actually impacted by years of of styling and things you've done and existing in a plus size body and being able to like everything you're doing right now really does matter. And I think that that is really, really special, especially as somebody is like hitting their career. I don't know how old you are, but you're, I think we're, I think we're close to the same age. Yeah, we are. (laughs) But you know what I mean? Like, I think we're, we're we see so much of people getting these like really big career wins at such younger ages. And when you see somebody in their like thirties or even forties, being able to like start stepping into these roles and like Mm -hmm. as a start, as a beginning or like as a next step, that's a really, really, really cool thing too. And a really awesome thing to see. But where can everyone find you? Where do you want people to start plugging into everything you are and do? Because you are such a light and you're so fun to follow. And you really do bring a lot of cool conversations to the forefront. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you. That's so nice. You've been very, very nice. I mean, not that I was expecting you not no, to be I'm nice. I'm also just, like, just a big <laughs> fan of yours, as you know. <laughs> we got to work like together. The loveliest when we got, conversation. Yeah, yeah. We got to work together like recently and everyone was like, I, I love you two together. I'm like, great, because we love being together. So just <laughs> yeah. everyone hire us together. It'd be great. <laughs> yeah. Stay tuned. At Meredith Shaw. I mean, that's me on Insta. I am on TikTok, but I don't do anything there yet. But yeah, yeah. Uh, Instagram. I'm in my DMs all the time. That's a spot yeah, you are. to, to come. Yeah hang with me. Yeah. And then of course, yeah, breakfast television every day. Breakfast television every day. Are you going back Mm -hmm. to Disney anytime soon? That was the best week. That was the best week. I was so excited. I was so happy. (laughs) I guess you probably can't even tell me if you're going to Disney again soon. But when I would like, when my mom was like, they're at Disney and I was like, no way. I was so, that was so fun. It was was really fun. It's yeah. I mean, I, followed along on all your adventures and was like, okay, are there ears? I need ears. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. This is a fit. And once yeah. you, then you'll get into, there's this new thing called Disney bounding where people dress up as like different characters from like different rides or different spots. I saw one oh. this week where the whole family dressed up as the different Epcot countries. And I was like, this, oh, wow. this Disney bounding is like this whole other, it's this whole other thing. There's so many layers to that, but Meredith Shaw, I am so grateful that you came on. I'm so grateful because I know you have been up since like very, very early. And so I'm grateful that we got to have this conversation. And I feel like you came out of the gates really swinging with some really wise words and some really big things that I I really hope will help people lean into just how uncomfortable and comfortable all of this can be, how much it is and isn't your body, how much you're doing right now really matters. And just, you know, trusting in the value that you bring to the table. And and I think that that's something that we always will doubt and will always question for ourselves as women. And, and as you grow in success, it can often feel like, I don't know, it can feel like a lot of things. So I think it it really means a lot to see somebody really doing the thing and doing it just as you are and who you are. And it's been it's been really special. So congratulations as your biggest fan. And also, <laughs> yeah, everyone, you're, she's just a must follow. You're, you're a great... And no matter what size you are, you're a great person to follow for just pulling together outfits and outfit inspiration. I've screenshot so many things that you've put together and been like, okay, this is like something I need to pull off at some time because you're really great at that too. So I just appreciate you. (laughs) 
I appreciate you. I appreciate you so much. And I cannot wait to have you back uh, on Breakfast Television. Yeah, one day, one day. Get me up that early. Maybe one day. <laughs> I, will. I will. We'll get you a room. We'll, we'll treat you real nice. Girl. Oh my gosh. Yeah, they did a great job. To be you honest, know? it was a yeah. fun time. It was fun. Well, thank you so, so much. And uh, for everyone thank listening, you. we will see you next week. Thank you so much for listening all the way through this episode. If you've made it this far, I have one more little thing to share with you. Did you know that I actually have a photo and video editing app? So many people were surprised to hear that I have one, but it's actually been around for a little while and you can join over 200,000 of the Papaya community by downloading my free app, Pink Papaya on iOS. While so many apps focus on changing your appearance, Pink Papaya is all about celebrating yourself for exactly who you are and expressing your creativity and your storytelling with nearly 50 free filters and tools. Find us on social and share your edits as well. We might just share them too. So tag me as well at Pink Papaya app. Just had to share that with you, especially as the springtime's coming. We've got some really cool things happening in there and so much more coming. Check it out at Pink Papaya app. Thanks so much for listening and have a great day. Well, friends, thank you so much for tuning in and listening to today's episode. For more information on this episode, check out the show notes or find us on Instagram at the Papaya Podcast. And if you loved what you just listened to or know somebody who would, please share it. Simply screenshot today's episode in the podcast app and share it to your Instagram stories. And don't forget to tag us. Last but not least, if you'd like to lend your personal support to the podcast, take a moment and leave a review on iTunes. We would be oh so grateful. Tune in next week for a fresh new episode of the Papaya Podcast, and we'll see you then. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.